0: life radio we're here with benjamin lingle special guest aka coach ben coach ben this is ex- uh, exercise this is episode number 178 200 is coming up Yup. and coach ben is also an nkt mm. practitioner neurokinetic therapy yeah and husband yep stepfather Mm. lover (laughs) lover and pdga professional disc golf association pro yes damn is that is that everything I'm,
1: i'm i feel good about that yeah that made I, me feel I, worse about myself. I was going to say, if we keep going down that list,
2: it might even out. Because <laughs> I don't have a pro. Yeah. A, I'm not a pro at anything yeah. at all. That's all right, man. How, how how you doing? Doing great.
1: Glad to be back. So, yeah. yeah so, if anybody,
2: if you've been listening for a long time, then you remember Ben was on the podcast at the very beginning.
0: When we were in Austin, Texas. Bro. Yeah. We filmed some episodes.
2: Arguably. Yeah. My, two of my favorite episodes we've ever done were drunk in a hotel room with some Deep Eddie's vodka <laughs> and some bourbon.
0: This took us from like eight listeners to like 18 listeners. Yeah, yes. that, was,
2: that was prime, man. That was a good time.
1: It was like the moment you knew we had something, right? This yeah, was episode
0: four and five. Oh my god. It was After Hours Part One and After Hours Part Two. That kind of makes it sound a little bit... <laughs> exactly how it went. Yeah, I guess exactly right?
2: how it went. That was good i'm surprised it didn't get worse than it did but that was a good time so if you haven't listened to it that's a good opportunity to take a step back in time see where we've come from
0: yeah yeah so (laughs) we're gonna catch up we're gonna dive into (coughs) ben's world what makes ben tick what makes ben tick so he's fresh off a pdga victory yeah it's at the the um Tour to Richmond. Tour to Richmond. Yeah. Presented by Play It Against Sports. Oh, they got big sponsors. Oh yeah, they cool. were fishing out for those. Play It Against Sports prize winner prize six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's how you know it's real pro. Yeah, win that money, baby. How many people
2: were there?
1: Uh, in the pro division there was twenty three. There was like hundred and forty four or something. Amateurs. Total. Yeah, the, yeah, they, yeah. Were amateurs, so they were all amateurs. man. So
0: one thing I watching. have to know is. How does this rating system work?
1: Yeah, so this is actually- Like I lo- your
0: current rating is 979. Is yes. higher better or is lower better? Higher's better. Oh. You got a plus eight.
1: So yeah, last time was like nine, your it was 971. It's like your handicap. It tells everybody kind of what you shoot. Okay. And so if, if you know, to keep it baseline, there's 10 people at, at an event. They're all thousand rated, which is pretty high. It's a good pro rating. If they all shot even par, then even par is at a 1,000 rated round. Mm-hmm. That's how they... It, it's almost uh, self-regulating that way. So then let's say somebody comes in, yeah, and they shot negative one. It would probably be a
0: 1,010 rated round mm. based on... So it's weird because lately, like, you you play way under par, but your overall rating is, is right above par. So did you have a stretch where you were just... Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, that first tournament of the year... The L'Orela, uh at L'Oreal Park. Um, that one I shot. I was in like forty third place or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Averaged like nine forty four rated or something. It was lo- quite low. I didn't cash. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You won't cash with nine forties.
0: So okay, that makes sense. So I got that. So yeah. what? The other question I have is, what is the difference of tiers? Hmm. That this
1: is actually really fun too, because it's like the the one I want a B tier. That is a pretty good standard. An event that's going to draw a decent amount of people because, in order to qualify as a B tier, you got to add $750 to the pro purse. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to call it an A tier, you got to add $3,000 to the pro purse. Wait, like you're paying? No, uh, like sponsors oh, or I see. the club or something puts that toward got to, to to incentivize. Pros to come from all over the place. So you just
0: need a sponsor like Coastal Strength and
1: Fitness. Yeah, <laughs> like, head, like head it up, like like get donate to that, and then all we of can make you. Elevate. You're saying
0: we can make you a tier right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like we can bring
1: you up a whole yeah. a whole notch. Well, the tournament is the
0: tournaments have the tier. Let's look at this like, as oh, an okay. investment. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see, you know you get I mean, you get a, hey, you get a not,
0: tattoo on your <laughs> forearm.
1: No, nobody come burn me. It's like I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is also thing to invest in like that for How many, for client, hey, how many clients
0: do you think we would get if you have a coastal strength and fitness patch on your shirt?
1: <laughs> well, I got to play more events. We got to play more events around here. You know, that's the thing too. Like, dude, I, I've thought about that. And Newport News isn't hopping for, for disc
0: golf. Can like I tell
2: you something? Newport yeah. News isn't hopping for anything. You know where
0: I feel like it's hopping for disc golf? Because I see it. Yeah. It's like, why, why is everyone from, like, Fredericksburg? It and, is. Because no, yeah, there's nothing Bell, to do Fredericksburg. in Fredericksburg, bro. Well,
1: yeah, and they have a few really nice courses. And so, yeah, that's – you
0: turn that up. Yeah. But yeah. No, it's true. So, speaking <laughs> of sponsorship, I was watching, there's this show – uh, on Netflix, like some collectible show. So this big, com- I guess it's like rage and now I'm pissed. for giving away all my baseball cards, but um, Swart, yeah, Smart yeah this, this company collectible show, and they were with, um, uh, what's his name? He's like a wannabe boxer, Logan Paul. Oh Logan yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess he's big. Do he own? He has the the most valuable card basically on the planet. This, uh, pokey. It's actually a Pokemon a mo- card. Oh, wow. And it's uh, he. Five million dollars, and he, dude, it's kind of he had it into wow. this necklace, this like encased like gold mm-hmm. necklace. That I remember yeah, that. And I'm like, dude, he's he's walking around with five million dollars. It's kind of kind of it's it's kind of a flex, it's both, it's both, right? In any you're opening Is these the Pokemon uh Pokemon card? packs and stuff, but um, now I forgot where I was going with this. Um, I don't know, this collectible that, show, he, with Pokemon. yeah, yeah packs. exactly. No, I was going he's, somewhere so. He's, um he's putting it out there what were everybody. we talking about <laughs> well we
1: were talking about we we're talking about tears sponsorship oh sponsorship there so
0: is. then they're opening these packs like on the camera mm-hmm. like that people paid for but I guess they wanted him to open them you know oh, it's like yeah. a in live stream Reveal, yeah. there's this dude <laughs> he had his like I don't know lawn care company or something and these packs are expensive you get these boxes that haven't been opened in a while and he used his whole, he's like, this is my whole year's marketing budget for this pack. And yeah, there was, and he didn't hit on nothing.
2: <laughs> bro, let's gamble so bro! I know. So
0: it's not Facebook ads. We're we doing we better do. off playing slots with that money. The only thing he can hope for is now, like, people in his local area saw that on Netflix. And we're like, <laughs> we better give this dude some money. Uh, and, 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 I love and Logan him. Paul. And now oh, my God. You. But it's, it's wild, dude. The card collectibles are huge. Um, so yeah, okay. so you're you're out here, and we talked a little. Uh, so one one thing cool too. So we can tie this into the gym and fitness is, um, yeah, none of us are. So so many people in the fitness when they get into fitness most people's exposure is like, oh, I just watched this CrossFit documentary. I just saw this ultra marathoner on Instagram. David you know, Goggins, Yeah. I, crazy so, so stuff. They, we see all the extreme or I, this power lifter. So people then start to associate like, well, if I even exercise at all, I need to pursue one of these like crazy things. When the real reality is like, exercise can just be to support your life and your hobbies, right? So yeah. like for you, it's disc golf. Yeah, like you have extra time in your life, you are going to use it for disc golf, right? Yep. So the so the gym is then, uh, you know, so scheduled and planned, and you do enough to then support your life and hobbies, right? And and that also is like happens over time, right? So it's yeah, a, talk about a, your yeah. fitness and and. And yeah, your hobby and and yeah,
1: it's actually yeah, it's actually really cool because it, it took it took some time to figure out the balance on this. Mm-hmm. Coming from the background of I'm a coach at Coastal, I'm gonna lift, I'm gonna get shredded. That's how it all started, and I wanted to lose. I wanted to actually gain weight, gain muscle, and you know definitely get an overall. Um, I guess. Uh, Self-esteem boosts something. Uh, I, little did I realize that it was going to change my mood completely when I went from doing nothing with my life to lifting weights. You do get this sense that everything else that you're doing, if you're going to try and eat well or uh, take care of yourself mm-hmm. in general, it's it's just amplified and um, rewarded almost with also just kind of feeling better in your skin. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, the training effect for me has, I mean, it's completely changed my life. But so I was doing that for years, maybe five, six, seven years without, I mean, really just focusing on training, focusing on movement, began to dive more into the details of how our bodies work, uh, you know, uh, muscle-wise and nervous system-wise. And so it, my trainings fluctuated there, but then, yeah, enter in kind of some space, some time, and I'm like, oh, let's get a hobby. Let's, I'll go back to disc golf. I played this years ago. It was fun. Um, and as I started doing it, I got, I tend to get obsessive a little bit about something that I'm going after. I like to dive into the detail. And um, when it came to this sport, I wanted to get really good at it. I kind of wanted to get so good at it that I was like, okay, anything I can move around, I will. And that's what happened last year with training. I took my training days down from, you know, maybe four or five at maximum. But I took it down to two or three. I started going really light on everything, really. and, And all in the name of... Making sure that I don't fatigue while I play disc golf, or or noticing my a little body aches or something as I'm playing the sport more. Um, so I thought taking training down to to supplement was going to be the right answer, and then the like all the benefits of training, I started losing some of the key uh, you know postural fixes that training gives, or um, even just uh, uh, general strength. I think I started overall losing that stuff. And even
0: my disc golf uh, started to suffer because I went too far the other way. Yeah, where you s- were, I know in, you told me like you got so into like feeling the movement and like just like going slow and light and just too too much, you know in that direction aware where, well now you're not even providing enough stimulus for the muscle benefits, the joint and ligament benefits, the bone benefits and the strength benefits.
1: It's it's really interesting. Cause yeah, like, like just like you're saying, most people I think they go into CrossFit or they go into stuff that they think they need to go crazy intense when they train. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I started going, I wanted to see where the other yeah. boundary yeah, the, was. Yeah, uh, the other end yeah. of the spectrum. So slow and yeah. controlled. <laughs> just body weight lunges, just to make sure that I'm doing it yeah. 100% right and good. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're dealing with a specific injury. you got to make sure you're okay there. But yeah. as a but habitual yeah. training, I mean, no... no and I, t- I talked to Will about this, too. Like, no progress. Like, should I be doing... And, uh, yeah, this year, just after good conversations, um, kind of was like, okay, well, maybe I do need to actually... Still challenge myself in training somehow. Yeah. Make sure it's progressive or at least yeah. stimulating. And yeah, sure yeah. enough, everything is acclimated, and now I have a. I and only practice a certain amount. I train a certain
0: amount, but they've helped each other. Yeah, but it's but enough now. train yeah. yeah, and I don't yep. want that to get lost. I, I like, especially when I put my message about consistency and stuff. But the real reality with training is. You don't have to do a ton, but the, the little you do, you want the focus and intensity to be there. Yeah. So, uh, and where you were searching, the answer really is like, you probably, people don't, you don't need a ton of volume and frequency. You can scale that back, find exercises that you can do pain-free. Then once you establish those things, so this like minimum effective dose Yes. and then pain-free exercises, then push what you are doing, right? And it only can be a couple sets a week and, and you're hitting everything you need, but yeah, always be trying to train, you know, close to what you're capable of so that you can drive those adaptations. Um, are you still doing the little full body um uh, set up that, that that i showed you uh yes yeah.
1: uh it was from that from that chris doc, beardsley yeah, yeah exactly and, and mm-hmm. just ba- i mean like a, it was like a push a pull uh push pull legs yeah i, I do three exercises when i train just just yep. three i do four to five sets um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's some compound press, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe like a single arm or leg during that as well. And then the other one's just another, maybe, you know, a squat, very basic, yeah. most, uh, like simple exercises ever, but found the minimum effective dose where I was. I was somewhat challenged or even noticed that, yeah, these do not take away from each other and then have slowly been building since then. I mean, it takes me 45 minutes. It doesn't take me much. I do it three times a week unless it's a tournament week in which I take off that Wednesday, Friday. So I end up training 10 days a week. Three exercises each time. 10, Ten days a month. Ten, Ten days, days a, a month, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ten
0: days a week. Ben has more yeah, time yeah. than we do. Yeah, like if you can should the dimension, <laughs> like you can train and do everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, and there, <laughs> there it is. You know. And then that's the thing. Then if you have a key, few key lifts, and you know, with my perfect form, I can do X amount of weight for X amount of reps, and in times of surplus or when you're pushing, or if you have an off season, you can even maybe work on hitting PRs. Yep. And then the real reality is then if you're dieting or you're or you're in competition season, really still train hard. Don't expect maybe to to move forward, but train as if like, let me hold on to what I can do, which is effort. It, it, it takes <laughs> yeah, intensity. Yeah, it you does. Know? Um, And then you could even scale back from four sets to two sets, right? But right. as long as you can have one set where you're maintaining, your performance that's that's a good good place to be
1: then that that's yeah that perfectly describes it because i I did have a good conversation with will at one point about about kind of like after i found my minimum effective dose Mm -hmm. what where do i go from here yeah how do i do this and we talked about like not necessarily volume if you're training for a sport it that's being that specific did help yeah let that stay down but hit one big set like work your way up to something where you are like Mm -hmm. you said maintaining this performance of you know (laughs) you know 185 squat or something right like it's not the maximum i've ever done it's not easy i can't walk in and hit one of those but if i work my way up to it and i can hit that every other week or so it does maintain this Mm -hmm. whatever adaptations are required
0: And it it really that's all it took and that's what people have to realize and like it doesn't, and to a certain point, it depends on what you're trying to do. Like, if you're not a power lifter, you don't need to squat as most po- as possible. Mm-mm. But to be able to squat 185 pounds for 10 reps or whatever, like, and maintain that, that that is that is great. I believe every,
1: I believe everybody has and, that.
0: And pursuing certain things, and that that's what we try to get at. Like, w- even when you look at some of these fitness sports, like. They don't make a lot of sense for a lot of people because you start to get into risk reward you know right um same thing with a ton and actually someone uh messaged me the other day about cardio because i had an email that went out and they're like well what you know what should i do i guess you know i'll see and they were asking what i do and i was like well <laughs> honestly most of the time i just walk outside walk. yeah but then i explained look like because this guy gets so caught up as he logs into Instagram and sees that he should be doing all these things. Yeah, people and all, just and I, you know, you, it, man. you do have the people who are like, you need to, you know, have the elite conditioning of a Navy SEAL. And I'm just like, well, what are your hobbies? What do you, what do you, you, how much conditioning do you need? Like, um, for me, I like to know that I could, the most I would ever need to run at one time would be like a mile and pr- never that, right? right. I would no. assume like, I don't know, my dog escape or, yeah. or there was a, Something
2: happening, volcano
0: erupting, and i <laughs> <You> gotta <laughs> I get out of, out of there. there right? move, like, right. and, and if I'm, my body composition is good and my general fitness and my I can move around on my feet, I'll be able to run a mile. And then you have your foundation of resistance training, right? Which nothing else can replicate that, so that needs to be done. And then outside of that, whatever you have time for, go for it. If you want to run ultra marathons, go do that. You know, but realize there's a time trade-off. So. Basically, I told him, yeah. In a pr- if I was like wanting to optimize my conditioning and stuff, I would, outside of my training days, I would um, do, yeah, like some low intensity steady state conditioning on a, you know, treadmill to where my heart rate's like at one forty for thirty to forty five minutes, three days a week. I would do one, you know, interval session, making sure I hit X amount of intervals. But here's the thing: every extra minute, I'm. I have uh, typically, to monitor those, to optimize, I would need to be like at the gym, on the treadmill, right? Or doing... Inter- mm-hmm. Well, and I'm already there three times a week for 45 minutes lifting. So every minute I'm doing that stuff is a minute I... This sounds silly, but I mean, it's every, every, it's your own individual stuff. I could be walking with my dog, no, it's true, right? And so, and he's older, you know, so I'm going to look, am I going to care about, you know, and so I would rather go home and then walk for 40 minutes with my dog. Right. And then, so that's like one reason that's yeah. a trade off that I've come to grips with for my li- life. And then the second one is for me personally, the extra cardio gains I get from having a more structured cardio uh, routine are not worth it f- versus, cause I'd have to do that inside versus the benefits of just walking, but I but being outside mm-hmm. for, from sunlight. And then mm-hmm. also, luckily we live you know near like Nolan trail. So we're in nature. So the nature and sunlight that actually, uh, I value that more, yep. you know? Now, and if I had some sport I had to play or some specific event, I would, I could, yeah, that yeah, I would be your priority. But the point is like, when it comes to conditioning, you don't have a need for that adaptation. Like, what? what like, so always start with what? Do, yeah. What do I need? this What am I working for, towards? You know. So, um. And, and the real reality is, have your base. You you're not going to be able to replicate the strength training with anything else. So yeah, if you're going out doing five hours of all this other stuff and not strength training, that is the one thing we would argue against. Is like you should have this base of strength training. No matter what, And it's going to make you better. You know, we every ha- runner that
2: comes to our gym that doesn't strength train yeah. gets better. After yeah. they start strength yeah, training. Yeah, PRs and all, Every and all this. Every single one,
0: dude. So find that foundation of, you know, 90 minutes a week to strength train. Get some walks in. And then, yeah, whatever extra time, have edit, Go for it. Yeah. Get a hobby like Ben's. You know, go all in on it. You know, play recreational sports or, or just go walking with your dog or, you know, like, that stuff's cool. Be active. So when we talk about minimum effective dose, it's because, like, we think you should prioritize these things first. And then... um you know, do all this other stuff. Or maybe you do want to be a power lifter, right? But understand then there, you know, it's all cost time. Everything's a trade-off, you yeah. know? If now you're in the gym working on your Olympic lifting, that's an extra six hours a week of practice, yeah. right? Okay, well, that's six hours of lifting. That means that's six hours of other stuff you can't do, you know? Yeah. And the reality is if you have a family, career, stuff like that, you're time crunched, so. Yeah. Um, and health is multifaceted so yeah. you got to decide if this stuff
1: is 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 the is what you're doing like worth it yeah like you're saying across the board like getting outside is a i mean it's a huge component of health i'm sure that y'all could mm-hmm. actually go into yeah. quite a lot of detail on that so you not being inside mm-hmm. on the treadmill uh, yeah prepping cardio wise for something you're not actually going to use versus going outside with your dog like yeah. that relationship that um it, yeah, you health. I guess in your case, and I bet you if we all looked at it this way, well, your health is increased or your health is maintained. Yeah. And that's
2: for you. And I mean, for all of us, like that's kind of the main priority is like health, longevity. Let me, you know, make sure I'm doing all of the things I need to do rather mm-hmm. than, all right, well, I want to optimize my fitness and my cardio. But mm-hmm. then you start neglecting the other facets of yeah. wellness. And that's how like we start to be in you know, some type of detriment to ourselves.
0: Yeah and and again it's like finding the most bang for your buck right like oh yeah cardio bros will come and be like oh you know the extra conditioning helps you know prevent heart disease and it's like yes but it's we talk about this all the time it's massive diminishing returns yeah right and the bigger chunk is what's your bmi yeah that has a higher correlation with decreasing risk of cardiovascular disease than any specific food or um, tons of extra cardio, right? Mm -hmm. in in fact, you can do so much cardio, you start to go the other way, it starts to be like, you start to be higher risk. Yeah, like Um, people that
2: do like marathons, ultra marathons, and that are doing it frequently.
0: Honestly, not the pinnacle of health. Yeah, (laughs) they're they're not. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, everything comes with a cost and a trade off. Um, And we were just talking a little bit about uh,
1: before the podcast about how there's a lot of us human beings are stuck in this brain fog. And then we move back and forth and around to reacting to our life, reacting to things and then thinking, well, I need this. Yeah. I see someone on Instagram. Well, I need more cardio instead of having maybe a more on purpose. I think that like a personal health goal of mine is to get through this life where I'm not, I don't feel so reactive. I don't feel pulled around. I kind of have a a steady demeanor and I want to be able to have the, um, I guess the, the mental control, emotional control, however you want to look at it, to, to basically mm-hmm. have events occur, uh, maybe watch my reaction, but then make you know good, clean decisions on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, a big part, at least for me, you know, so yeah, for disc golf, winning, winning six hundred bucks for the, with these frisbees. I, I mean, not gonna lie to you guys, I slept with my putter that night, and I just <laughs> rolled over and I was like, "Thanks for making me six hundred dollars." like like that's cool, but if it never happened, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, if you looked at my last year stats, I didn't make I didn't make anything for the first few months I was doing it. So but the but the part of, that i love about it is that an 18 hole round of this golf it reminds me so much of life in that you have to finish you signed up for this tournament you play hole after hole and seriously you could mess it up you could go right out there in the first 3 holes triple bogey everything and you're the rest your the rest of your day the rest of your next day cuz that was a 2 day tournament is done yeah. pretty much pretty much i know you can come back and that's the idea but like life is like that sometimes you start it you start a new job you start a new relationship and you mess it up right away. everybody kind of wants to go okay this has happened but I, now it's, I want to get out of it I want to crumple it up I want to start new like disc golf has taught me how you got to finish your 18 how this life is continuously going and I messed up I've done terrible things and I've also done amazing things and it's all within one it's this it's this really really uh, mentally stimulating sport where you have to finish your eighteen and it helps me practice when I throw a bad shot not to react to it because I still have I still have a lot of golf to play. Mm-hmm. So I have to stay focused, stay out of the brain fog, reaction, emotional, mm-hmm. um, you know, whirlwind, and then just try to throw a good shot the next time. Like as in I messed up on my diet today. Okay, wake up tomorrow and guess what? Yeah, tomorrow's another it's another yeah, shot. Yeah, you can make choices. You just gotta I mean, yeah. and, and sitting there thinking and putting yourself into that shame loop of like, I messed this up, I'll never get there, and, and deciding where you're at right now, reacting to that, any of those things, these are, not, these are not good techniques. And that's, again, why I love disc golf is I get to practice that. I get to practice it every time I play. I get yeah. to practice essentially living my life in this, I mean, I'm throwing frisbees at baskets, it's not that important, but... If I make it important and I can, it's a unique training opportunity yeah. to, yeah. for a different aspect of health that, I mean, is just, I mean, arguably just important as any of the physical, yeah. the nutritional, any of the stuff, it all counts. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And think about it. I mean, it helps teach emotional intelligence and high stakes. And it's kind of like, it's exactly the same. I actually saw this thing yesterday and I was talking about um, how in business, you know, as you like, you do well the stakes get higher and and yeah. you still have to do the same thing you have to make good decisions you but it gets harder and harder because then you have more people depending on you and then someone commented how they were a professional poker player mm. and this is and that is it was the same for them because you start out you're you're paying you're doing a hundred dollar tournaments of your own money and but the real reality is like the way you play the decisions you have to make that, that make you good are the same but then all of a sudden when now you're in a thousand dollar tournament you know, then you're in a $100,000 tournament, then you're in a million dollar tournament you, that can change how you the, Well, the, Yeah. Like, the, 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 oh my
2: God, I'm going to, I'm going to lose all my know, money. So it should be
0: the same yeah. though. But, but it and, and it's the same as golf, right? In it, it, disc golf. Yes. Not, think about it. If you, I'm going out today by up, myself. Yeah. And if you mess up it's early, the,
2: it's the same. It's okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. But then think about this when you're winning, you're doing well, the stakes get higher every single hole. But you have to then keep this, but you're making the same, you have to do the same thing. Exactly. But the more the stakes are, the harder it gets. And you would think that I had never
1: thrown a frisbee on, but yeah, when I walk up to the first tee of almost any tournament, you think I'd never held one of these before. I don't, like, that I actually barely walked here as my knees are shaking underneath me just because of the mounting pressure of Mm -hmm. how is this all going to go? But it's the same shot. I just threw, I mean, I just threw the same thing probably before the two-minute warning where you can't practice anymore. I threw it. It was beautiful. I cured yeah. it right down the right right between the trees but then I walk up with the pressure on and I just I can't even see straight
0: you know like there's so much riding mm-hmm. on it. It's wild. That's why when you watch like pro golf even though most people that they never played and they don't understand it they don't understand like do you know how hard it is to walk <laughs> up you have all these people you have all the pressure and the way the way in their the way they hit those shots, they don't even their bad shots are amazing. It's, oh yeah, it's incredible! And, um, it's
2: incredible. It's a crazy amount of pressure. Yeah, yeah. to Not, to do something yeah. like that. To keep your cool and just
1: do the same stroke that you've been doing over and over and over again somehow just became a million times harder. It's really it's unique, yeah. but it is definitely like a good, yeah. It's a it's a really nice and that, I guess it's, that's that the whole point of that is like yeah how you pick your hobby or when you're yeah. when you are trying to balance this out like looking for more benefits than even just, like, well, I like throwing darts. Like, looking for those types of parallels or even side benefits, I I, I think that 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 does help find balance. It helps, um, I guess, you know, kill multiple birds with one stone kind of thing.
2: I think, any hobby or or sport, like, has that kind Mm -hmm. of baked in. Like, there's always things you're going to be able to take away from it that will help you, you know. And that's why, like you know as kids sports are so great Mm -hmm. like they teach you a lot more than just like here's how to do this physical thing you know there's thing you know not quitting you know following through with things that you do losing is super important and and you know that carries on into adulthood like when you do any activity like whether it's hey you run marathons Mm -hmm. or you play disc golf like there's always going to be a life lesson and something that that's reinforcing with you and that's why it's good to have something like that
0: yeah yeah so, I failed miserably when I was, uh, in, I was on the golf team in high school, and but it was only because like <coughs> you had to have a certain amount of kids on the golf team to have a golf team. Well, the baseball coach, he wanted to be the golf coach cause you got to go play nine holes. You got a bucket of balls <laughs> at the range and you played nine holes every day in the summer, like when, in you know, August. Yeah, he wanted that easy breezy, man. No, he he oh basically wanted to free golf. So he yeah. was like, we had like two kids who were actual legit good golfers. And then he's basically came to the baseball team. and was like, yeah, like six of y'all are playing golf. That is strong <laughs> arm exactly. you guys in the golf. Awesome. Like, all right, you know? And then what <laughs> happens the way the, it used to work in high school golf is then like the day before a tournament, you would uh, all play your nine holes, and like the top three, or maybe even just two, actually scores would then get to go play in the tournament. Gotcha. So I was like, "Cool!" I'll, I'll d- basically, I just get to come out here and get free golf. and yeah. never have. Well, one time, <laughs> one of our top two guys like was on vacation, family vacation. So there was this open spot, and then we all played the nine holes, and I like And you actually did really well. <laughs> yeah, you, you practice every day; you get pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I got decent. And then, yeah, shot and made it, and it was the nice course in Williamsburg. Like uh, the National? No, oh, okay. it was like Williamsburg National or something. Oh, okay. And yeah, so th- then all of a sudden, though, you, when you have to go, you know, and you're playing, and every shot counts, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> right. the thing. It's like, not just redo, everyone, up, bro. Everyone's standing around when you're teeing off, <laughs> right? This, <laughs> this could have changed my life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. If I would have. <laughs> Hit this drive right down the center. You know, grab your tee. Everyone's popping. Yeah. You take that confident walk. Yep. Uh, who knows? You're a golfer. Who yeah, knows? We, yeah. No coastal. It's just, bro. Did you shank it? Sh- shanked it, dude. <laughs> like, like where you shank it, like right. backwards, just right to the parking and lot. There. Here's the thing, though. If you're just doing this with you, you know, your buddies, your, your practice, your round, yeah. you just tee another one up, yeah, right? Exactly.
1: No worries. You, you can't do that. You <laughs> got to go play from that show. You got to play at the last hole. exactly yeah. it. So I got to
0: walk backwards and now, okay, <laughs> so okay, let's get this puppy out there. Did you have to move the crowd? That's the worst, yeah. like the crowd. like oh, back. back up like my golf falls under your feet. Shank it. <laughs> and then you're just in your head. You're dead. You know, yeah. and then essentially, <laughs> and then you talk about you got to finish. You got to finish. So this is the type of thing <laughs> where I would have just quit or you pick up the ball and go to the next hole. But no, you got to finish. That's it, dude. dude this is so it. So now just imagine. What you, just, hey, what did you score on that hey, hole? Just hacking through. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember the hole, but I remember coming in. And then when I'm coming in, and uh, Andrew Gregory, he was the – at that time, he was my JV coach in high school. And then he was the coach at Heritage High School, baseball coach. And he actually – his wife came to the gym for a little while. And he's out in Smithfield now, but he was, I guess, like the dude sitting at the end taking the scores. And I had, dude, I had a one hundred and
1: thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn! You know, I was, Y'all. In,
0: and um, yeah, you know, so of course he, you know, I told him, and he gives me a hard time. And yeah, it was just a completely miserable just a disaster. It's no, and that and that, I guess it you know some what?
1: Uh, I was gonna say. I think I think it's actually. It's com- it's the competitive version of these sports mm-hmm. where you can't just pick up the ball and go. Yeah. I guess if I'm yeah, if you're casual, you can just so it's like starting your day. You know what
0: it is, and this, this ties in well with like <laughs> exercise and nutrition. Like when there's an accountability to where you can't lie and you have yeah. to be honest, you learn you learn a lot. Yep. Actually, I right. mean you, Yeah. Because think about it, you can go play golf and shoot hundred. But how many times how many mulligans but you you can also track your calories and and eat fourteen hundred calories, but actually eat two and a half thousand calories, right? Just like you can you can shoot on one hundred. But you you really shot yeah it's a easy to do that when no one's looking right? Mm-hmm. so you know there's you there's, learn nothing there's some lessons you learn, learn or gain nothing from um, that um, yeah and and then the re- real reality is okay you shoot 134 you're honest now let me improve and you hold yourself accountable and you go forward, and that's uncomfortable though when you're yeah. like God damn i so, shot yeah, 134. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's you know so when i was watching like through the little app yeah. your 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 stuff and then i, I would see yeah you're winning and you're getting and i'm like man all I could think about was the stress then of every shot. But then, yeah. yes, but then, yep. you know, what is it like? Pressure creates time, but that's how you become great. Yeah, well, that, and because then yeah, you're operating like, at this, with at this level.
1: You, you like, and that is like, uh, yeah. So that first round, right? I, uh, remember, we, I think we talked about it too. Like I hit that, I was being patient. It's one of these courses where birdies are out there, but you can't force it because the the gaps are too tight. The whole, the too many bad things can happen. You just have to play smart and wait for a birdie opportunity to make your putt i've been waiting 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 and then i made bogey and i had that moment of just like i guess like that's that's where it comes down to i've been in that situation before you take bogey now now i feel like i'm falling behind stress just went way up and then you're
2: trying to play catch up by doing too much right so it
1: was in that moment i thought okay you can't do that you can't overcompensate but instead Dial in just one or two notches harder, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I went on this, I went on this tear where, it, to my opponents, they started to get in their head because it was a five or six hole stretch of just I wasn't missing anything. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of crazy because it was like it didn't matter if it was a, I mean I sunk a eighty foot um, putt on one of the holes. I threw a one. Uh, ridiculously over and around a tree where I guess like if it would have missed, it probably would have flew way by the basket. Um, but it was, I guess, yeah, close enough. but anyway, just, just shots that you don't see go in a lot. And I was doing it one after the other after the other. And it was a really, I mean, it was, yeah, it was that moment, just like you're saying without that pressure, without just forcing myself, nope take the bogey. That's what you actually got. Now I get to look back, and I have this confidence going into the rest of the tournament that if I want to turn it on, apparently I have it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't learn that about yourself unless you have the pressure and you have this moment of do or die, sink or swim. Yep. Here you go. And that's – yeah, I'm, I'm digging on that. I, I definitely feel a huge overall life confidence boost since I've been playing the sport and have a few times now taken the high pressure and, like, actually did something with it.
2: I think, like, being able to stay – Cool and focused under pressure is like one of the hardest things to do. In sport. Like think about any like I no, mean, you're a quarterback, geez. you're Tom Brady. Everyone's like, oh well he just, you know, like, you know, he's just some he's, people say he's the goat, some people will say he's overrated. Yeah. But like that dude is so calm under pressure and just executes and executes. And like you get that way through repetition and, and honing your craft and being confident in the choices you make, but like it takes being under pressure to do that.
1: I, I have to, you got to mess up. You have to. You, you have to actually get, yeah, you get that pressure and you have to screw up and then you have to go, okay, well, what did I do wrong? But that means you have to put yourself there, experience that awful yeah. <laughs> shank after shank, moving the crowd
2: feeling. Like you have to go have through to. that and then you have to come back. So, and guess, you have to be able to keep yourself from bike boiling over too. Because right, if you get, you if you like, get stressed, say you got your, your bogey and then you're like in your own head and then you got like more and more stressed and stressed and you're trying to force stuff you're not going to get anything out of that it's like, like you're it, not it bad that's going to make it worse because you are no longer cool under mm-hmm. that pressure you've you've reacted yeah. to the pressure yes in the wrong way
1: no, and that's and, and
0: you're in that you're stuck that's and
1: probably 60 percent of the people at that yeah. uh at that i was event. gonna say
0: well that's where you can see the mental game especially in like golf and disc golf like you can look at that leaderboard and see there's someone that shot a negative 12 and someone that shot a plus 12 and the reality is their skill levels are not 12 that, not a 24 stroke difference. No, you're right, not they're they're probably right. Dead but they could have thrown that one bad throw and just got in a bad headspace and then you everything happens before you even know it yep. that's
1: why I like the ratings too it, 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 some would argue some of the disc scholars argue about the ratings it's like well you know this that I find it kind of like you guys are saying about BMI and it's right like, like overall, yeah. yeah no matter and, how you yeah, feel about and, it, yeah, it probably and, and, is right. And, and the
0: ones who don't like it are the ones who don't like their rating. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: you are one hundred yeah. percent right. There's the no, top, there's no the top people complaining. Usually, the yeah, I was say, there's usually no thousand rated players that are going <laughs> ah. There's something wrong with. Yeah, them. like no, 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 I'm not a thousand we're, rated we're player. We're solid, so yeah. we feel good about this. No, and th- I mean, yeah, you could play your home course only, and you could boost that rating up or whatever. But the point is, like, it's pretty accurate. So yeah, if you look at the ratings and then you look at how people finish, generally speaking. They finish in order. Now, every once in a while, yeah, you get a low rated person going super high, or yeah, super high rated going low. and that's that's what it is. It's the mental. It's the they got
2: stuck in a loop where they couldn't get out of that yeah. pressure. and then they spiraled and they broke, basically. yep, yeah mm. and that's seriously. And like we've all seen that happen in sport too,
1: dude, where I mean, like oh, somebody yes.
2: that's a very highly skilled player, how did they how do they, they do? That? They mm. just like, they just they mess up and then it's just all downhill and they have like the worst game they've ever played, you know. And like yep. there's a lot of factors that go yeah. into that. I'm not well talking about anybody. Watch, but though. like it's interesting to see it happen and you're like, man, like mm-hmm. literally nothing's going right yeah. anymore.
0: I mean, I'm a big uh, believer in momentum in sports. Oh especially in a sport he- like football. Absolutely. Like man. remember the yes. Super Bowl where on like the first play Peyton Manning, like they like botched a snap and it went in and became a safety, and then the other team got the ball and then scored a touchdown. Yeah, like if that doesn't happen and they marched down the and they end up losing that game, if that doesn't happen and say they score a touchdown on their first drive, they they that changes the game, dude. Right. So those one single moments can the
2: momentum in sports is so. Yep. So, such a big thing, and it's it's all mental, it's right? Like, yeah. like yeah, if you have somebody like that starts brain. a disc golf game and like the first four holes they just destroy everybody, how's everyone mm-hmm. else gonna feel? Yeah. Like, that, people are gonna sh- start questioning, like, damn, can I even keep up with this
1: person? And they're gonna start doing that thing that you said about, like, well, I, I gotta catch up and I gotta start understanding myself. Yeah. And in that, and that person, person like you start going all in every hand, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, exactly, yep. and that, yeah, that's what
2: it is, man. And, and I think that that's yeah it yeah. doesn't
1: doesn't lead it doesn't usually lead to it happen, better results it's not yeah. usually
2: momentum's interesting man hmm. it just ta- and it takes one thing it takes hey we're dead dead even middle of the game pick six yeah and then the whole game Swing. shifted you know yeah. yep. so yeah.
0: or you can see it in baseball too like a pitcher can be pitching a no hitter and then that one guy gets a hit or hits a home run you're losing and then all of a sudden it, you, the floodgates open yeah
2: like your knees buckle basically <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah that's
1: game over it's so it's so cool it definitely, definitely does speak to the power of the brain in that oh, yeah. you are. We're, we're. I mean, I don't want to say we're at its mercy because there is actual physical things happening outside of it. But well, that's, our where it on the sport, like, that's where perception is. That's where
0: like something very physical, like football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like then that's where like yeah, your conditioning and stuff comes in. Oh yeah. Because it's like how do you do it the in cardio. the fourth quarter when you're yes. gas? Like, um, you know, it's it's interesting to watch different sports based on like tech. You know. Golf is a little more technique driven. Well, whereas I, I like, and I like what you said about it. Uh, we were
1: talking the other day about like, so g- so golf is like, I mean, generally slow. I mean, I'm, we're walking a ton. We got a, a yep. large backpack of discs, but you're not like, I'm not running to my Frisbee. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just walking But then up you to have to
0: have mass this, effort yes. Repeated over and over. That's the part that's like- So it's, like, I was telling you, it's simple. For, for me, it's like the most comparable sport like golf and disc golf is very similar to like a pitcher in baseball. Yeah. You know, because you got to be on it every single time. Yeah. And, but, and then you have, you know, you have to have this max effort over and over. So it's eventually you're going to lose, um, power. And then, and then can how, and really, uh, as far as being in shape for something like disc golf and golf, like if you can maintain your power longer than other people, that's it, the difference maker. That, that's going to matter. Because when
2: you start to lose that, then, you, you know, your, your pitches won't be as fast yeah. in baseball as you want them to be. They're yeah. so easier to hit. And then you won't be able to throw as far as you need to. It, yeah. it changes and then when you've got to add a little more oomph mm-hmm. to, like, say, throwing a Frisbee, like, yep. then you start to lose your precision, you know, because okay. you're giving more than you are used to yep. giving. And Oof. it's just
0: hard. I saw this uh, yes. interview with uh, he was some strength and conditioning guy for some pro team and I don't even remember who was interviewing him, but dude, it was so good. He was talking about, so you, you know how sports training went through that thing where it's like, we're gonna try to replicate sport movements in the gym with yeah, exercises. I, I remember that. And they basically know now like, yeah, that's not smart. Just go, yeah. <laughs> go lift, make your component strong, right? Like make a strong muscular yeah. system, make a strong uh, you know, cardiovascular system, make a strong you know, joint leg and, and then go play your sport, right? And the way they know to look at it now is so. For a while, they'd be like, "Oh, well, if I just this is just an example, and the one he used. Well, if I throw a weighted football, I'll I'll be able to throw a regular football better, mm-hmm. right? But what you have to understand is the inputs to your body, and and you will, this will go nicely into the NKT stuff. Mm-hmm. Is well, but if you normally throw a football from this angle, and then you have a weighted football, and it may, and it changes things like four inches." Even though they're both throwing a football, that's two completely different things, right? Yes. And I even went through when I came up playing baseball, they would do the weighted Weighted baseballs and weighted bats. Uh The real reality is like, or you would go in the gym and, and let me do a rotational twist. That's like a baseball swing. And the reality is like, no, like that's, if anything, you're actually making yourself worse at your sport because mm-hmm. it's confusing your neurological pattern yeah. and everything. Right. So it's like, go in the gym, do the basics, get strong, it, reinforce, don't hurt yourself, and then go play your sport. And really
2: it's yeah. just, hey, the gym is yep. to, in that case, you know, give your body like more ability mm-hmm. to create force yeah. in your sport. And, and that's so what your it reality, is. If
0: someone's like, well, let me throw a weight at Frisbees, maybe that's, the reality is like, well now, it's a different sport, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're
1: literally learning a different movement pattern yeah. at that point. Yeah. I'm used to throwing 175 gram, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, down to like 169 or something, but like that, that is what my body is used to coordinating yeah. from my left foot all the way yeah. through my right arm. Like yeah. that, that, yeah. that motion yeah. is used to this kind.
0: So could you imagine you taking like a cable and trying to do a,
1: a Frisbee throw
0: I, with and people do that,
1: you know? No, And that's, <laughs> and I, I do want to speak to that. Cause I talked to Will about this, like, yeah, same deal about the progression thing. I'm like what do you think about adding some type of sport specific and it's and we talked about it, it's like it kind of arrived at like you could do something that trains explosiveness but mm-hmm. like a medicine it, ball it, slam it, specific yeah. is not and yeah I mean yeah, I, I mean I tried it I kind of was I was feeling around with it you know and that's the thing without without a professional standing over me making sure that the coordination didn't change I mean yeah some actual long full disc golf motion does not translate at all. Yeah. It does. I mean, I, I'm too worried about the resistance curve. It's. It's. I mean, the gravity's coming from above, and if I'm pulling a cable, I, I get it, but it just doesn't. It's not the same. It, yeah. It's not the same. I end up. Uh, I end up doing. Um, I do uh, cleans as is kind See, of my explosive so motion. Power move. Yeah. Literally, just a leg to arm coordinated motion to just make sure that that area of my life is still yeah. powerful. It doesn't even replicate either my yeah. my backhand or my sidearm. It doesn't. Yeah. But it's training your muscular system but to have speed and power. Exactly. Which then
0: that translates over.
1: to... It, it, it's, and, and trial error-wise, yeah, that was, that's been the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's been the Good. most translatable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like how the... Yeah, because how the brain works, how... We... Movements... Movements are just... Behaviors. I really like, I mean, behaviors as in when I wake up, I sure. have breakfast like this, or I wake up, I go to the bathroom, or I wake up and I brush my teeth. This, this behavior that's almost ingrained that you almost become second nature. That's the same thing with how you bench press, how you throw a frisbee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I guess, like, when we're looking to change something or improve on something or whatever, it's a lot more complicated than just yeah. do it. Isolate it, <laughs> yeah, do it, whatever. It, you're, well, you're,
0: think about it when you hear all these football players and these quarterbacks, and they come in and they're like, oh, so and so needs to work on their throwing mechanics. And you think, oh, that's a professional athlete. That should take a day. You know? Well, like, no, like, yes, I like, no, to are not going to play this guy for a year because he needs to redo his throwing mechan- his footwork. You know, remember
1: when they retaught Zion how to walk yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, yes, it is that complicated.
1: And that's the thing. I definitely want to plug this is like, I promise you, it goes, you think oh, we all just walk automatically. No worries. Yeah. Well, most likely all of us have some type of inefficiency in there. Oh God. We yeah. can bring it all the way down to the way that we breathe. The way that we breathe, we're over breathing. We're taking in too much oxygen and not actually using it. Um, it like there, there are benefits to stepping back to even the most basic mm-hmm. movements and making them more efficient. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and to let people know as we're now getting into this, you know, you do at the gym, your coach, coach classes, but you also do, um, movement therapy, which is rooted in neurokinetic therapy, mm-hmm. uh, which neuro neurokinetic therapy is corrective movement system that addresses the cause of pain based off of dysfunctional movement patterns stored in the brain. Yep. And you know, that's deep, I think. So one way I like to describe it to people and I actually thought of this uh, as, as it was happened one time, you notice how, say you go to a new house for the first time or you move in a new house and you go down or up the stairs and you, you, you gotta like actually think about like mm-hmm. putting your foot and how many steps there are. Yep. And then you, you notice once you've lived there for a while, you run up the stairs you're not counting them, but you it's seamless. You don't even think about yep. it. So, you know, what your body does is, you know, you learn these patterns. Hey, you learn how many steps there is and the distance of them, and you can do it with your eyes closed and not even having to think about it. That is it's a, a movement, movement pattern stored That's, in yep. your brain. That's right. Right? Yep. So, and we develop those based off of different things, right? Say your legs were four inches shorter. The way you run up the stairs would be different, right? Or if you had one ankle that was hurt you would get hobbled and then and then you would run up it that way and then even though your ankle got better if you never forcefully changed it you you would you it would be stored and you'd be running up the other way
1: i mean and and there are arguments that say yeah every single movement pattern we've ever had in this in a a similar fashion that every thing that's ever happened to us is stored as memory these movement patterns are also stored, uh, some in the brain, some in the spinal cord, some um, like actually in yeah. the nerves, you know, they, they all actually
0: like mm-hmm. are accessible Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've told you with my dog, you know, who's gotten, got, had injuries before, right? He got injured running through the yard because he dug a bunch of holes and he hit a ditch and you know, he flew up and hurt his back. And now obviously I know it was because he hit a ditch in the yard but now and it's funny if you watch him actually my neighbor the other day he was walking to the yard he walks kind of like a like a mummy you know cuz he he doesn't know necessarily know that it was but he knows he's more sensory input right i'm on this grassy surface grass where equals. i got hurt i'm going to walk real and the neighbors even like is he hurt i'm like nah. he just walks through the grass like that now cuz he's kind of heads up yeah and he stored well i i don't get hurt walking through the grass this way right so it's a it's a memory it's a nervous system thing now yes and you see it you know um so and, and some people say well, it's all in his head and well technically well, I mean, yeah. yeah everything's it's all in your head yes man. yeah
1: but but not quite the way you think it's not yeah. like he had no because he's got tangible evidence that mm-hmm. suggests that this is the right call mm-hmm. yeah. like it, I yeah. got hurt just doing my normal thing here uh, yeah. like stands to reason I mean that's how our <laughs> that's how our ancestors yeah. made it right
0: uh, my my went off the cliff mm-hmm. never came back i shouldn't do that yeah i'm gonna yeah. stay away so, from that bad boy yeah, yeah. And, and after he was hurt he also walked like that real gingerly on the street but then he kind of realized i'm okay and he walks normal on the street now you know and he runs and stuff like that but then he gets in the yard but then he'll chase the squirrel his bre- it overpowers he sees <laughs> the squirrel so, he yes. takes off running running like you know uh and, and then he, and then he he didn't realize what happened right because he still actually has stronger neurological um, Pull to chase that freaking squirrel. So in that, that actually, like to
1: summarize, like what, what do I do in movement therapy? Like you, you right find the squirrel. I literally, <laughs> I find the squirrel. Yeah. First, I find your nervous system's greatest fear which I, I definitely I definitely rehearsed that. I yeah. thought about that. I was like, because that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, it's weird, but like the muscle testing and how are you doing something different than a doctor does, right? The, a, a, somebody will look at you and go, look at your next cock to the side. There must be something wrong with your neck, right? They could be right, it could be wrong, whatever. But the way that I do it is I assess and test like what is the purpose behind the neck to the side? Yeah,
2: why did it end up like that?
1: And usually it surrounds some type of uh, grass situation yeah, or, yeah, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or even, or even some over time, but yeah. yeah. So like, this is working better. This is so I don't have to be afraid. This is so, and so mm-hmm. if we can find out what that actually is, then we can give the, the system a squirrel, something like positive and exciting enough and helpful enough to adapt to. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, res- you, you don't restore cartilage to bone on bone, but if that squirrel is exciting enough, your knee will learn to move differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: I mean, literally, even if it is bone on bone, can very, very well function without the pain. Sure, you will have some type of limitation. Like if, if, if Arnie actually did something, right, it's always maybe there and he's, he's mm-hmm. treating it the way he's treating it, but he doesn't have, yeah, he can run on the street still. He can still do things. Um, And that's the thing that we don't know is what our systems are capable of. But I think that's why people come to our gym. I think that's why people are – y'all just didn't give up. Yeah. Is because we believe that we could adapt to something better. Yeah. And I guess y'all would be really surprised at how much better it could get. Like how close to perfect we can be, even if it seems Mm -hmm. like I have 10 problems. I don't think so. Um,
0: No. The other thing, too, to play off of that is – pain and how much they're even learning now and this isn't even like you're rat- you you've been on it early because of this but now it's becoming more mainstream that like pain is, can just be a signal right it, it, yes. nothing could even be wrong at this point and i've experienced it and learned it i told you how you know probably like a year and a half ago, I had hurt my knee. Yeah. I was doing rear fellow elevated split squats real heavy. And if, like anything, it always happens And like when you're not doing that. It was like the transition yeah. of legs. And then like I felt something my knee kind of. stupid. And yeah, I did hurt it. Like there was something, you know, it kind of like. And I had to watch it for a while. But then like, you know, I, I didn't hurt it majorly. There was probably like a little tear and I had to repair, right? Ex- exactly. And then, of course, you noticed that. And then, and I had a pattern of like, hey, I got to be cautious of this. In my, But then a year goes by. And I was able to do anything, and when I would go, I even got back to old lifts. But then, like doing random stuff, like sitting, and uh, like there would be this little pain in my knee, right? You know, and I was like, ah. but you know, after talking with you, I was like, ah, I don't think it's not injured anymore, right? Maybe the it could be, like, and I even, maybe a scar tissue or whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to. I I think it's in my head, and my my body's just protecting me, and I literally was upstairs, grabbed like the staircase, and just sat into the squat and literally went into the pain. Yeah. Went in, like, dipped my knee into a place where it went where it would normally kind of talk back. And there'd be a little pain. And then just literally then I would breathe through it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would literally inhale, calmly breathe through it. And then it's like the pain release. Well, you're telling
2: your brain, like, hey, it's okay to be here. To be yes. here, yes. Like, this and, is fine. And then
0: yes. literally... There had been pain there this little, like for a year, you know, I was kind of cautious for like five, six months. And then even after that, it's so gone, never came back. Yep. Yep. And then the real, so the real reality is the pain was just a neurological signal, I guess. Probably, like you said, it probably wasn't actually an injury or, or, it, or, or it, and the pain was real. I was li- literally yes. feeling it. And that's what people have to realize, like pain. Um, You're actually and, feeling it. So yeah, real, it's a real. Yeah, there's nerves there, yes. but it's a signal. From the brain. Telling you, hey, something, yeah.
2: something's wrong.
0: When in fact, like, in getting out of your brain... It, it wasn't anymore. And to breathe and calm and let your nervous system know that it's okay. And people, people do ask, like, like, sh- like, is this a
1: doctor thing? Is it something we could fix? Is yeah. it something I can still lift with or, or whatever? Yeah. And it's like the thing is, is like most of those things that are like, you Str- broke it. Yeah. Like, you tore it, your ACL. Yeah, it's, you, you don't really have good days and bad days. You don't yeah. have that motion hurt this time, but it didn't this time very much. I yeah. mean, the ones that you go see the doc with is like, yeah, mm-hmm. every freaking time I do anything with this, yeah. whether I can't sleep, I can't, it, it. Yeah. Whatever, I can't it, yeah. there, there's, that's, very that's, yeah. that's yeah. pointing to like, yeah. Hey, there might be something. And structural. here's the thing, the
0: hard thing, like that's pain too. And you're, your central nervous system is letting you know, but it's mm-hmm. also yeah, like structural. It's it's different, right? So there's
1: it, what's wild too is that we can have these structural issues and, and have actually have no pain. Yeah, you have like no pain. Tear their ACLs I mean, and y'all have like, arth- yeah. if you're 35 plus, you got arthritis all over your body. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that as an as an, as a reason, like as a oh, this is why you're experiencing pain. I think is is one of the worst cop outs we can take. You is, mean when
2: doctors like I oh, just got arthritis? It, it's yeah. it's and good. then just d- get out of here. It, that's
1: that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, jump on the jump on the maybe the the pill trainer. Take the shot it, I, Open for the rest yeah. of your life. See, it's like it's like. So, so I'll tell you. Even if that is true, you have arthritis in that joint and you have pain present. By calling it arthritis, I think you just eliminate responsibility or hope that I have something I can do about this. And I just there's no way that that's not true. That there's not something you yeah. can do to improve this slightly. So I would never subscribe to the the take the responsibility off yourself. You're a victim to your pain thing because. We don't want to take that position in life, yeah. in no. general. I'm just, I'm just fat. I'm just in pain. I'm just this. Yeah. No, we want to do something. We want to try to do something. And yeah, there are ways mm-hmm. to. There are ways.
2: And yeah. the, you um, know, I I remember reading a crazy thing about um, like people with herniated discs, and how the the high percentage of people that have no clue that they have a herniated disc because <laughs> there's zero symptoms, zero pain, zero <laughs> nothing. They function completely normal, and then there's a subset of the population where it's like debilitating. Yeah. And, and why is there such a difference and that's, between I, that
1: and, and, and I, I i don't think i could answer it completely i don't think we have
2: the answer no, but, but, but we have but some things that point towards the, it but the
1: brain mm-hmm. yeah the, the, literally kind of like with gary's like this pain like the, as far as the the pro- probable tear being gone but the pain signal the warning from the mm-hmm. brain of like oh, there was something here i'm not really sure how to deal with it i mean again how did we survive on this uh, this planet for so yeah. long it was somebody yeah. made a mistake or we got hurt or whatever and then we we actually yeah. respected and learned from it yeah. so this signal this this the person with the herniated disc that their brain is just giving them this constant pain signal don't do anything that's how we survive like mm-hmm. your body's not doing something wrong it's doing something very right That's how you but but
0: yeah. when you
1: do feel that pain yeah to take it as a signal and then to almost listen i mean that that's that's the that's the probably i would call it the right approach to if you're at all interested in getting out of it mm-hmm. and yeah. at all interested in functioning without the pain is to go, okay, my body's trying to tell me something. What's it tolerate and not tolerate? And I like the fact that you bent into your pain because I'll tell you, a tight muscle means two distinct things and we have no idea which. Sometimes, yep, it needs to be stretched. It's tight. It needs to be pushed on, massaged, acupuncture, whatever. Sometimes a tight muscle is just scared and doing all that stuff to it,
2: will make it considerably worse. Well, yeah, um, you're just beating the crap out of this muscle that just like is not letting go because there's a high amount of stress and tension. It's and, saving you yeah, and
1: yeah. you're beating it to death to, to stop saving you, it's like yeah. no, I will never let go because I'm the only reason your neck is staying all, up above your shoulders. So so in that case, like when you do have a pain signal, explore like Gary did, like, like okay, yes, yeah, stretch it. Does it feel better? Your system will tell you immediately wow, I really liked this stretch. I function better. You know, I always say, have a movement A, like side bending, and then you stretch it. And then if side bending gets better, you're probably on the right track. Where if it doesn't, what you want to do is quite the opposite. Learn what muscle it is or feel, and squeeze into it, maybe contract it, maybe show it uh, just like you're saying, it's safe to be here. Breathing is definitely one of the best ways to tell your body it's safe. If it can breathe in a position, it's probably okay. Hands down and then and then you're yeah. gonna you're you're gonna take the signals your body's giving you you're gonna learn from it it's a it's a yeah it's a it's actually opportunity. pain is an opportunity if you look at it that i think way.
2: that like applies to a lot of things like if you can breathe there like you're good because I think a lot of us don't breathe well don't know that we don't breathe well you know mm-hmm. but if you're basically sending yourself the signal all day that like I'm not okay with where I'm at. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that creates a lot of problems. Yes. Pain, tension. I mean, it's just a, a, a stack of stuff.
1: I mean, and you're, you're bringing up a great point too about, about the other, I guess, like, yeah, like, does a tight muscle need contraction or does it need, well, actually, you're right. That first, are you just not taking a breath? Are you sitting there in fight or flight? Because you're going to get all of your muscle tensions, your tightnesses, mm-hmm. they're going to pop out when you're, sitting there in fight or flight yeah not showing your body it's okay to just be alive right now absolutely you know why does my neck tension never
2: go away because you're just chronically just sipping oxygen in these little tiny breaths
1: and and it's probably like a part of it right it's probably you're probably using your neck to do it
2: no wonder it would never let go Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i I think that's a key if you're somebody who always has tension or you're just like i'm just always so tight that's probably part of it it's, it's, it's not that your muscles are just inflexible it's that your brain doesn't think it's okay and safe to go through much motion that's yeah
0: yeah and 100%. then most people live in fight or flight now you know oh well, yeah like we're like we treat an uh, email like it's a tiger chasing us yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the brain doesn't know any different and then add like poor sleep yeah over caffeinated over exercising over like over everything over stimulated the biggest thing is people this comes back to like we talked about being true with yourself you know with your golf score so many people just because on the surface say physically challenging yourself like going into physical discomfort through exercise and and stuff like for a lot of people so that yeah that puts you in fight-or-flight that's easier and more comfort comfortable than doing going for just a walk, yeah. going, getting into a you know rest and digest state. And then when people are confronted with that, like, hey, try some of these things that are actually what they need, that is, and that is more discomfort for them, and then they'll just seek the fight or flight and stay mm-hmm. in there. And because well, it's comfortable and it feels good. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. And then you, you are, can, you on are. the surface, you can tell yourself that, oh, I'm doing what's hard because it's technically because on the, the exertion yeah. is there. But for the reality that's is that's not what you need. Dude, the yeah. prime
2: example. And, you know, this goes for at the gym or just in general, when you tell someone, like, hey, you should try to, like, meditate or sit there and breathe. Like, oh, I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. sit still. Well, because it's uncomfortable yeah. and you don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy how that's, like, a viable excuse in mm-hmm. some people's minds of, like, well, I just can't do I it. can't exist for five you minutes by myself. You can't just and exist. Like, right? You can't be a human being.
2: Like, what, yeah. How are we alive? And, and that, like… If you're somebody sit, who feels yeah. like oh I just can't sit still, like my brain just is and just, you, it's just, just too to busy. You need one. this more than you're the anybody, yep. and I you know and I say that we did um, we had a, a challenge at the gym for people who don't go there on uh, Monday. We'll do periodic some testing stuff um, through the year. It's four minutes of reverse lunges, but afterwards we did. Four minutes of breathing to like bring everybody down and come to a baseline and chill and i mean in our our environment people are more okay with it and they trust us like okay this is what i should be doing but there's always a couple people that are like oh no like I'm, I, I gotta go i gotta I, go i cannot and do it's this like you're like you yeah. almost freaked out because i told you to sit
0: yeah. still for four minutes and they, <laughs> and they don't see the value in it exactly
2: right. and that too like you know if you're a go 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 person the value is very high yeah but you you know aren't leaning into mm-hmm. being uncomfortable for a few minutes yeah, to, yeah. to see that benefit. So, and,
0: and again, and we talk about, and then if your job and career makes you like that, if your home life is like that, if you're, if you naturally are straight, like though you need that yin and yang in that, balance, you have right? to have and something pull you back. The reality is that's most people.
1: You know, it's just it's where we're
0: at right now as a society. Yeah. Yeah. And but then the crazy thing is how many gyms are doing four minute breathing finishers right in a group setting. So when we know as a group, most people are in fight or flight, chase the stress state and need to balance that. But then the reality is we're one out of, you know, 100 gyms that try to address that. And everyone else will just tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, like, and I just want, beat you know, the know, crap out yeah, of them yeah. with and this
2: high-intensity stuff all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then, yeah, people wonder why things don't get better or why they end up, you know, with certain obstacles and roadblocks. And, and the crazy thing is it gets harder and harder to get away with as you get older, because you end up with more life experience, more uh-huh. responsibility, you know, so less control. If you don't practice, yeah. I mean, that is a, is a flat out skill
1: to take yourself out of that fight or flight mode and put yourself back
2: into mm-hmm. Paris because here's, the, here's the deal. And this is something Ben, Ben said, we, I think it was one of our training meetings. And basically it was like, you are in control no matter what, like you are in control. You're in control of the, the decisions you make um the reactions you have to the things that happen Mm -hmm. around you but like you do make the choices no matter how hard they are you still like you do have control and like there is something empowering about that to know like all right well today was hard but i still control how i feel how i react to this like it it doesn't mean that it's super easy for you it just means that i can make the choice yeah and i think for people's training for their their life for their nutrition like knowing i can still make this decision is helpful yeah can be sometimes scary but it's helpful
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and you're and you're definitely if you're sitting there in that fight or flight your bandwidth is i mean your brain is taking all of your resources every every bit of yeah of what your body produces and and putting it toward this survival yeah i'm getting chased by the tiger so I, i'm literally like you know blood's running to the extremities getting ready to, to mm-hmm. whatever Whatever I have left over, brain says, uh, "All right, now you can use that for motor control, mm-hmm. for thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> for for just general function." No wonder, no wonder that you're stuck in that brain fog, or you feel like it's really difficult to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, well, how do I get out of it? It's the worst answer. Yeah, yeah. Sit there for five minutes and let it all pass for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, it sounds awful for those who are stuck in that, but with five minutes of just being a human and breathing, even if you're not doing it well, you're still just you will start to edge toward that parasympathetic your brain's energy the 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 resources begin to stop going toward the survival instinct and will immediately flood the thought processes the clarity of mind mm-hmm. uh, the clarity of actual and that's the one that gets me why this has been so cool is like if I, so you're saying that if i want to move better if i want to like i guess have more coordination mm-hmm. or perform better the clearer the mind, the cleaner and calmer mm-hmm. this is, the more... Ac- I mean, so it's access to it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. within every one of us is this massive potential to be coordinated. Some people, they say, oh, I used to have it, you know. But but really, it's there. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people, I guess, are working with less. But at the same time, like, your, your potential is waiting at the end of that spectrum of I'm calm and focused and mm-hmm. clear of mind. Yeah. No way are you ever going to achieve that if you are stuck in this idea that yeah, something Mm -hmm. bad is, is around the corner or, or gosh. Yeah. Like I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. So, um, yeah, it's definitely.
2: There's some cool, some cool research around like the, like physical versus mental stress and how if you're extremely mentally taxed and this can go for a hard day at work or emotionally had a hard day or you're super stressed how much it diminishes your physical capabilities like yes. the amount of force you can yes. output mm-hmm. and you know how well you perform and things like that are very diminished based on just that mental stress That's cool. like it all pours into the same bucket yep. you know like your physical and mental yeah. stress like your nervous system's just one thing yep there's not like a separate one yep. for your mental and one
0: for your physical yeah. one for your job one for the gym <laughs> yeah like it just doesn't work <laughs> that way like, like, that they, one, like yeah. they're all the same yeah. and they affect each other and that's why it's so you know People will watch, you know, Joe Schmo, professional CrossFitter workout routine, and but that's his job. Yeah, that's what so everything goes towards. All this intensity and stress into this working out. Whereas if you were at work, you woke up, your kids are screaming, your 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 you know husband didn't do whatever, and you're stressed, and then you go to work, and it's stressed, and then you got to go to the gym afterwards, and and like and do this crazy the, high intensity stuff, and you, like it shouldn't like that. That's not the same thing. That's right. not going to be the same. You're gonna It isn't. going to have a different result right and I know for me my training trains for the uh, better drastically when yeah, I used to you used to be like, and I think everyone goes through this when they're younger, but like, it's like, okay, workout. I need this pre-workout. I need 400 milligrams of caffeine. I'm hyped up. I got my headphones in. Uh, I, listen got, I got the craziest, loudest music. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm going to do this set. And, and then you get all tense and amped up and then do it, right? Versus now, like, I'll listen to like Bruv. John Mayer. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, like no no pre-workout. Hey, hey you ever listen to audiobooks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I do that hey, sometimes. Yo, but then you the know what's crazy? Piano, like, what's yeah. crazy? You end up, hitting and surpassing your performance in this now calm state. You know what? I feel like I
2: I have much better, like, focus. Like, I can really just focus on a set and, like, doing, like, the best that I can now. Yep. Whereas before, it was like, you're kind of sucked into this cloud of just noise like and force it yeah, yeah exactly it, it all and in. like yeah. and not to say that like there wasn't performance mm-hmm. there but it feels way different <sighs> yeah operating how both of us probably do now
0: and even when you show like it, you this is where running is a great sport for comparison it's like and you know fitness plays it uh fitness levels and genetics play a huge role in this but a lot of people think like you'll watch these guys run a marathon you know and they're running it like a you know one like a four minute mile pace you know for a marathon even better than that yeah and you watch and you you, you must think oh you think how you would feel trying to run that fast and the reality is you maybe be able to maintain that pace for 200 meters right yeah. and so you, you then go to well that's all out effort for 200 meters i would be gassed and you know you start getting all sloppy with your form but the reality is they are not in that headspace nope. at that place they are the way you would maybe feel running a 9 minute mile oh i'm calm i'm under control my form is staying that's good that's how they feel they're just at a fitness level where they are actually at that place mentally just at this elite physical level but mentally you know and they're yes. able to be calm and collected right so same thing with crossfitters right like they get into these wads their fitness level so good they're, they're not they're doing a 15 minute wad they're not actual at their 100 because you would burn out yep. whereas we could go and start to do what they do and burn out really quick because it maxes us out right and mentally we're then gas we're breaking down mm-hmm. so that's what people have to understand they'll you'll watch these things and you know kind of make the wrong correlations to with how you should feel during your training. Yeah, so I I
1: definitely I definitely feel like they that the uh, and you guys have addressed this probably way, way um, more specifically, and there are good Mm -hmm. specifics for what how much weight should i do or how much yeah. how much how many times should i work out a week yep. but i feel like that's and neat. it's all
0: relative it's all it's relative all Exactly, relative. and that's what that, people understand
1: that, that part though yeah. get, and check your mental check your breathing 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 is your personal trainer like yeah. more than anything yeah. should should i be doing this how is your are you yeah. have to yeah. hold your breath all the whole time no you yeah. should be doing it is that too much weight do you feel under control yeah, yeah. Do you feel calm and focused while you're doing this i mean yeah, it's hard. Like, yes, it should be hard. Yeah. It should be stimulating enough for
0: change. Yeah. But those are your are your mm-hmm. saviors. Those are the things that well, will always keep you. Yeah, and with with weightlifting, it's perfect, right? Like, people always uh, judge based off oh, like if if that's a big weight, that's heavy.
2: Mm-hmm. If yeah, it's
0: a light weight. If it's a small weight, it's light. No, if you go in and you're doing ten repetitions. And you, you, you go until you can do 10 with perfect form, and you could maybe have done only two more. So we'll say that, so that means you did uh, 10, 10 reps at a 12 rep max, and you did 30 pounds, right? That is the same as if someone happened to be able to do 10 reps with a 12 rep max at 80 pounds. Both of those are relatively heavy. They're the same but the, so the same intensity yeah, but then for the different problem people. Is you'll someone who maybe could do the eighty for ten, but you you say, "Hey, do ten reps." They think, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go light. I'm gonna do a li- that's higher reps. I'm gonna use a lighter weight, and then they'll go grab the forties and do 10 but the reality is nothing you're <laughs> yeah. so far away you know and and same thing people feel daunted they'll be like oh, i can't we'll say do a heavy set of 10 which means pushing close to failure at 10 they think that heavy has to mean 90 pounds yeah
2: and they will look at somebody else and be like oh i can't do that yeah. well i'm not asking yeah. you
0: to do that i'm yeah. asking you to do a weight that's heavy for you yeah that's all that we're after and yeah. i think and and, and same thing overwhelms with, with running right run a fast go run a fast mile what's fast like you know, yeah, if somebody's like, "Oh, I can never run a yeah, five-minute so, mile." Say we want you to push ninety percent of your max pace. It's going to be two different speeds for two different people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you get caught up on what y- you know, it, it anybody is, else then, then you you may go and try to run at hundred percent, and now you're you're hurting your training because it's training, not competing. Right. And, That's another uh, reminder, and you Remember keep burning out because you're always going hundred percent because you're not training at the right intensities. Right. Same thing. If we tell someone to do eight to twelve reps pushing, you know, close to failure and you grab a weight and do two reps, that's not. You missed the mark. You missed the point. Like that was too intense. That was, you know, you're, you're pushing too close to this 100% max intensity and that's how you can get hurt. That's how, you know, so, um, yeah, it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's cool, too, just, like, yeah, as far as, like, m- measuring it to yourself mm-hmm. a- a- and, th- and keeping, keeping somebody else's life out of your decision-making when you are taking care of yourself that way.
2: Yeah. Um, Everything's yeah. relative. Yeah. Your nutrition, your training, yep. your life. Yeah. I mean, everything is, you know, according yeah. to you. And that's what we need to
0: remind ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So when you go throw a Frisbee… Don't don't try to throw a 500 feet. <laughs> no. Don't try. Don't walk s- up when to you when you feel defeated because you see Ben throw a frisbee into a basket around a tree 400 yards away and you <laughs> can't even throw a frisbee to your friend at the beach. Hey, <laughs> you know what? St- start hey, you 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 throw that frisbee and it hits your friend 10 feet away. You are you are rel- you are just as accurate as you Ben. You sure are, and lingual. you have a happy friend who caught it too. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like that's, so. that's right. It's, it's true. It's all it's all relative. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah, we can cool. wrap it up. We checked in with Ben. Yeah, they're training me aw, I he'll, learn, this, he'll be back. Learn some N K T was good though.
1: Some to jump life in this. some life lessons with Ben. Some life lessons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good.
0: That was a good time. You've been on that um, I heard y'all finally got on that crockpot game. Oh yeah, crockpot chicken that's my yep. man i'll tell you what hey you know what i I'll made you, you know what, what, what i made recently you gotta get on what's that don't listen to him man
2: he eats canned potatoes nah. <laughs> that cro-
0: the crock pot the pork butt or the pork loin mm. okay yeah i'll give you that okay you that. yeah oh no, yeah we have we're not They're on that still pork pretty, game, yeah, pretty lean and, yeah. and i don't know man the pork just hits 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 different did you like
2: do you do like an already like marinated or seasoned or you just pop it in there bruh who are you talking to? That's true. Yeah, he probably you know, just. No, I didn't.
0: I made one last night. He didn't even season it. I put it. No. the loin in the crock pot. I put half a cup of water and I put the lid on. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of my. <laughs> Sometimes of my when thought, you talk too, about food, it <laughs> makes me cry, <laughs> cry a little bit.
2: Just you know
1: to, that, I'm, I'm popping up to those tournaments with like my chicken and rice bowl. If somebody asks me, they're like, Is that pasta? I'm <laughs> like. No, nah, no, yeah, so, like that's yeah. gonna that's gonna wear it down. So, so, do pot like, pastas have you be like Michael yeah. Scott running that Dude, I lo- that he, marathon? He, he, you eat that chicken and rice, you never get, you don't get full. But like, and the thing like,
0: is, there's no reason I do that. I I, I just prefer more plain stuff, and I like like I like to say the flavor of like the beef or the pork. So if I and sometimes I do like to use sauces and spice stuff afterwards, but then to me it changes. It's it's almost it's too it tastes like whatever that seasoning is. That's the point. Yeah. That's like the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> but but then ch- right. it's like
2: chicken doesn't taste like anything. Right. And that's why you no, add seasoning. No, yeah, so to I'll it. say this pork, like I
0: very rarely oh yeah. eat chicken. Actually, I never eat chicken by itself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Beef, I prefer the flavor of beef versus I anything it. I do like I the flavor of it. beef. Yeah. Uh pork, I I can um I, uh, to me it has enough unique flavor but i, I do like and maybe this is just more because then i feel like i do like bar i mean it's a classic combination right so i'll do the crock pot pork shred it up some barbecue sauce i do sauce. like to hit it with a little barbecue yeah. sauce um, well it's just
2: such a perfect combo like beef though a little salt yeah. i could be happy yeah that's it just enough salt on but there yeah. i'm
0: good salt yeah so yes. hit that if you want to switch it up well okay what yeah, were you doing before cool. the crock pot? Dude, they would boil boil it. it. What the? F-
1: <laughs> yeah, just boiling chicken, salt and pepper. And All these years, game. yeah. And yeah. the problem with that is the baking, mess, man. But yeah, and
0: then you got to watch it.
1: True no 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 that is the nice part about the crop you didn't just want to put it it in (laughs) the
2: (laughs) oven
1: i've done that too that wasn't bad you guys are you guys are both
2: the laziest cooks i've ever met in my life which is okay there's nothing wrong with that but i'm still going to give both of them shit for it you
1: and well deserved it's like it's the only way to be for us and you know what i learned lately like (laughs) i
0: would never (laughs) eat veggies simply and it's funny what you'll rationalize like i'll spend time to cook but like because they were just too annoying to cook (laughs) <laughs> but now and I, I just do those steamable bags those
2: are hands and down I, the best I eat thing
0: dude, ever which one what do you on now this might i'll even put say you had to rank your top 10 foods individually not so we're not even whoa, talking whoa, 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 okay meals right just in, and, by and themselves by themselves so if you're like top 10 list where those foods, canned potatoes normally no <laughs> can. dude br- the steamed brussels sprouts you know, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if
2: I've yeah. ever had them steamed before. Steam. The steam bro- I usually like, like roast bag, them in the oven yeah. with well, a
0: steamable bag. Yeah. I don't think well, so. I don't think I've had them. Are like they're so. Good. Are they small or are they like pretty big? small? Are they small. okay? But they're climbing up my list, man. To really? where like normally veggies, it's like ah, uh, I'll eat it. It's there. I'm supposed to. And but like I'm eating them, and I'm like, I'm looking like, forward to the next. Oh, bite. They can wow. almost be a, a like vegetable. Oh, yes. You're looking oh, forward a to It almost be kind of buttery. Like it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I do like that kind of like. I mean, they're like little baby cabbages. You like lima yeah. beans, so you know that cabbage. Like, what what is that? Like, it's not umami. What is that? Like, cabbagey. Just cabbagey, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it. know. It's just gassy. Um, and but yeah, dude, they're, <laughs> they're they're good, man. So I get the um, rotate between the broccoli, the the spinach, but they're normally out and the brussels sprouts. Honestly, spinach to me, like basically. Ruins anything that is wet. I I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, but I'll eat it because I'm like, eh, it's nutrient dense, and I'm, you know, I'll rotate it through. But yeah. I never look forward to it. Yeah. Julia told me one time that spinach
1: was the like. I was like, if I had to eat just one veggie, yeah. Julia, nutrition, nutrition yeah. coach, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, she said I'd eat spinach. Yeah, and and if I had to pick one, when you look so at I its nutrition, like, that's. The I like spinach. Yeah.
2: Like you just try your best to hide it. Yeah. In the yeah. food that you're eating, <laughs> like how do I make this the least mm-hmm. apparent? And that's
0: where it can go good, of like beef and rice. Because mm-hmm. then it thins it out, you know. You yeah. can kind of get into shredded little pieces. Well, and
2: like the beef is a like, good, powerful it, it, flavor. It, it, so, it, it, yep. you so like to you're gonna, but when you have like some
0: chicken and like potato and then like a pile of spinach, nah,
2: <laughs> it, you just you just like just get it down it's as effort. quick as you Not can, that, and, that's, and that's then key,
0: and eat the good stuff after. W- you hit it with some salt. It's a little, it's a little better. Yeah, dude, without salt, it's just. I oh, know it's bad. It's like you're you're yeah, eating like your through. your wet lawn. Yeah, but then broccoli. Broccoli, sta- it's solid. Yeah. I like so broccoli. it's like broccoli I can do, yeah. especially if it's cooked enough. Mm-hmm. But then the Brussels sprouts, I'm like literally, I could go f- –
2: Do you eat them by themselves or do you mix them in with your food? It just depends on what I'm eating. Okay.
0: I'm that's I'm fine both ways. Okay. So say it's like a pile of um, pulled, pulled pork and then like a potato, then a pile of Brussels sprouts, I'm fine. You're cool just or smashing those. In, they're kind of weird so it doesn't even work say it's beef and rice yeah
2: they don't really f- you're just e- still eating a brussels sprout I, that's mixed I'm talking in. about
0: i still kind of will pile the brussels sprouts yeah. to aside um <laughs> so they don't really yeah, mix. something anything. like like broccoli
2: you can mix a little bit yeah. better
0: broccoli i love to mash and mix yeah. with like beef and rice but. You, you guys on that asparagus train at all you I, I like oh asparagus. yeah yeah. You, so know, yeah you know why you i don't actually get, do steamer bags of asparagus yeah i, I, I really like the asparagus you yeah. know why i don't do asparagus? because your smells i would do the asparagus oh, almost man. as a staple but the steamable bags of Brussels sprouts and broccoli and spinach cheaper. are a dollar. The steamable bags of the asparagus is two fitty. Whoa. I'm like Dude, like and so you only get like
1: no, it, see, you get what you get is a surprise at the end, right? When it come, when, when when you when you, you know, you're up in the middle of the night. Yeah, you they just say smell, that's genetic, like, though. They yeah, say yeah not some not, people it doesn't not happen, not to. happen to. Are you serious? It
2: happens to me, and it clearly happens. Oh, to Oh yeah, no, that's. Did you forget and you're like, yeah, what's is something wrong? No, that's mm-hmm.
1: exactly it. And I kind of it's it's like it's like when you set your clock ahead a little bit and you get that little surprise. That's what
0: that's what PM <laughs> yeah. sterigus yeah. is like for me. I'm like, yeah, because oh. you
2: forget you eat it earlier in the day, and then at night you're like, something's wrong. Oh yeah, but
0: now you're you're eating veggies. Yeah, I'm trying literally, it's trying
1: same deal. Like, yes. like, just you find a, g- a few good ones and then hopefully keeps in the rotation. We have like, a couple the, of things
2: that we rotate through the, that the, help.
1: And the, the wife does a good job of, like, so the emphasis is, like, I'm, it's my job to make sure we get enough protein. It's her job to end up getting enough veggies. So if mm-hmm. we
0: both focus on both those things as yeah, a I household, system. we do pretty good. Yeah, like, you, that's. You know what I'm on the verge of? If you pull up my my Amazon right now, you look in the cart. See the- <laughs> do, you got,
1: do you save up a bunch of stuff in the cart? Yeah, yeah and it's just
0: like, oh, that's awesome. You, know, you get that hit putting it in the cart, and then yeah. you're like, let me wait two weeks to see if I still want this. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that Ninja ice cream. Method. I already knew you were gonna say that. Oh wow! I already all right, knew. all right. I already
2: knew. It's
0: pulling me in, man. man. <laughs>
2: Is Alexis encouraging yeah. you to get it? Yeah. Is she? Oh, but helped. to be that's fair.
0: Helpful. She's, you know, type one diabetic, so yeah. it's just easier to have a treat, to have some of those like versions that you can have a yeah. little more control over. Nice. That's like all,
2: like all I see on the gram yeah. is like. Yeah. My Ninja Creamy, yeah. I made this. And
0: even Diego gave it the thumb. He said it it looks he's and heard like it's legit. Really? Going um, to put him out of business. Yeah, it's no, not. But it's, not. it's just not. it's like another <laughs> thing, right? It just makes ice cream well, right? and it does milkshakes and like smoothie bowls.
2: When he was talking about it, I was like, "Do we need one more that appliance literally that literally does one, one thing what? that we're <laughs> not going to use?" My
0: air fryer broke and we never got a new one. Oh. So we don't have one. So i like, "been without the air fryer." Yeah. yeah, you dude, the way we live this, it's like, you some, just adapt like to a it. light will go out yeah. and it's like, guess this is our life now. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we're, yeah. Not, I guess we're not. Bad. We're living and, in the dark. adapt without that light bulb, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I started using the oven more or, like, Sweet. you know, you just so... Uh, I don't know, but I'm like, okay, well, if we use it every weekend, like, make something, a little concoction, it, it, you know, I can... I can. Uh, yeah,
2: I've seen people put, like,
0: protein drinks in them. And I don't yeah, know, I. I, I that's the there's I some saw. where, like, the,
2: the core... Um, the ones that are made with fair life mm-hmm. that are like yeah. 42 grams of protein.
0: Yeah. I would probably try that. Yeah. I'd I mean, give it a especially if you're dieting, I mean, you, I get a, a whole pint of something for 200 calories. Um, and if the flavor's decent, like yeah. I'm sure the
2: consistency's going to be okay. Like, yeah,
0: Oh, I think that's the thing. It makes the consistency. Yeah, that's pre- what it seems like. Pretty legit. And think, but the benefit over like when you get the light stuff at the stores, they got to have all these stabilizers and gums because of the shelf life. Yeah. Whereas you, you can make the stuff, and you're going to eat it pretty soon, and you don't need all. Yeah, it doesn't that. have to stay so for a while. So it's probably, probably better. Yeah. Um, well, if you get one, let us know. But you know what happened? I'll end up just because I'm curious and like a traditionalist, and I like, I'll want to make like a solid, real ice cream that's just like <laughs> vanilla us. bean, yeah, whole milk egg yolks I'll, I'll make something like that and it's going to be
2: and then you're going to stick with only that yeah it's gonna yeah, be. So, you're never going to use gonna it for anything else it's
0: going to be awesome so that's probably what will happen and then alexis will make the little like um the fun stuff the the, the proteins and the lighter she stuff. does the
2: stuff with cottage cheese right
0: she's done yeah, yeah and actually she's just done it as like in the blender like that base mm-hmm. and i had had it it was like the cottage cheese was frozen strawberries and then she got these like um cinnamon um what are they like uh, graham cracker type bears mm-hmm. But now that one brand makes them, they the, what's that brand that has like higher protein and they make like Quest? No, it's like a pancake mix and stuff. Oh, Kodiak. Kodiak, they yeah. got little yeah. gr- Teddy Grams now. Do they? Yeah, little, oh, pro- my little my protein uh, Teddy. She made that oh, and, day. <laughs> and like blended it up and and froze it, and it was well. I could pr- see like because really <laughs> for
2: me the only problem with cottage cheese is the consistency. Yeah, yeah you, well, you
0: wouldn't even know. Yeah, yeah. but if you blend oh, it maybe. up and and smooth it out like, mm-hmm. but, and then yeah. you factor in, then you get the Ninja ice cream maker. It's going to take it to an even even yeah. better level. So yeah, I'll probably end up just doing Just do it, it man. Um, just wait another just week. Just make another your week. wife happy. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> give her some, tr- some <laughs> treats. Yeah. So. You secretly want it for yourself, but it's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. Saturday. I mean, I, I like. To, I'm more like that. I can. I enjoy my food. So, but it's nice to like Saturday to know. Oh, I got a little experiment, oh, we'll treat, You know. Something. Yeah. How, how long does it take to make? I think a lot of them you do. The you probably cream. would want to like freeze it overnight. Sometimes. Okay, I wasn't but sure I think, like, like what the four process hours is like. normally. Okay. Okay. It depends on what you're doing. So it also does do like these like smoothie bowls that look pretty good. To does where it? if you're doing like Greek yogurt with some fruit. You could probably up. get in the habit, yeah, where you hit it up mm. with that, and it's probably you know. And then little, I'm sure that like, consistency's probably a little better too, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all yeah. that. Which why um, not? And then dude, I'm a big milkshake guy too, and it's that is yeah, you do like milkshakes. So like you give me like yeah, 16 ounces of milk and two scoops of ice cream and whip that puppy it's a up. Good, it's a good dessert. To where when like, you like you get that straw in there you, and you gotta you like, can barely you gotta work for that man. The cheek like, you know you had cheek muscles until yeah. you're just like oh my god what is that oh god. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, throw some Brussels sprouts in there. Hey, stop! no, 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 I get not, I not, my spinach in my okay. milkshake. <laughs> that's Jesus all. Jesus Christ! That's the in. I'm gonna go call man. Ben over for <laughs> uh, <laughs> a a, a, pork, a sh- pork shoulder and Brussels sprout smoothie. Oh no! We just lost everybody. Collectively, everyone's gone. Five minutes ago. All right, that's all we got. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. We're the worst at wrapping it up. That's okay. All right. That's all right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back. We're going to start a little, little more longer form like this. Just letting, letting y'all clients get yep. to coaches, clients. Hear the coaches' stories of other members, and now well, you know me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now you know Ben <laughs> intimately.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We appreciate you for listening.
2: All right. Catch you next yeah. time. Bye bye. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.